Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome. This is your host, Coach Ria. I am always delighted to be here with you live on the air. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening to the show live and as well archive. And just a reminder, the show is also available for free download on iTunes in the podcast section. So I do appreciate everyone who... Uh, downloaded my shows in now and previously. So thank you, thank you, my friends. I really m- much love to you. Um, again, you know, as you know, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It is a professional life coaching. And uh, on this show, what we try to do, we try to discuss different topics related to our everyday life and, uh, you know, on a personal level, on a professional level, from personal growth, professional growth, personal relationships, money, finances, career, self-esteem, and, of course, overall the quality of life. And, um, you know, as always, I like to set my intention. My intention of doing and hosting this show is really to inspire you, to help inspire you, make some positive changes in your life. So perhaps by doing so, you will have, you know, some positive changes that can, can affect your life for the better. It's all about living our life in the now. It's all about awareness, and it's all about getting in touch of how we feel. And my friends, today' topic it's going to be something that you're going to all be asking me: Why a professional life coach and uh, a, a self-help radio show will be discussing pets and 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 uh, and caring for pets? Well, my answer to you is very simple: Our pets are in our life and if you do not have a pet I suggest that maybe you you know you considering whether adopting or even help in an animal shelters or something like that but but the reason for for the show is really again our pets pets in our life uh give us so much love they give us unconditional love and I I think for something that makes us feel good um that's I'm in for it I'm 100% in for it and and I have to tell you it really truly is my pleasure to have my guest today, Dr. Bukoff. And let me give you a little background on Dr. Bukoff. Dr. Bukoff, and, and, and I do want to apologize because my accent, I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing some of the uh, veterinarian, for instance. So here it goes. Dr. Bukoff is a holistic veterinarian. He is a graduated, my friend, from uh, at, uh, a university in India, uh, Pat Pants. School of Veterinarian Science, and uh, since 1980, he is also um, Vice President of the American Holistic Veterinarian Medical Association, Director and Owner of North Bergen Animal Hospital in North Bergen, New Jersey. He's also Vice President of American Holistic Veterinarian Medical Association, Director and Owner of Holistic Pet Care in Little Falls, New Jersey. And he's also a co-host and co-founder of TV program called The Pet Stop on News 12 New Jersey. 
Dr. Bukov, you know, he's here to explain to us what is holistic veterinarian medicine and why a pet owner should consider holistic veterinarian over conventional medicine. Um, I just wanted to put it out there again. The show is intended to be thought-provoking and not a replacement for any professional advice. So, you know, it, I am a professional life coach. My guests are always professional, so you can seek them directly. Dr. Uh, Bookoff information is also on the show page, so I'll give you that again in the end of the show so you can contact him. But we're here to make those uh, those animals in our life, those pets in our life, live longer and healthier life. And it is really, truly my pleasure to have you, Dr. Bookoff. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Good afternoon, Ria. How are you? I am doing fantastic now that you're here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yes, I appreciate you taking the time of your busy day to, to join us and, and enlighten us a little bit, you know, um, on what's holistic uh, veterinarian. Again, you know, I, I, I have a hard time with the R, you know, in the word, so it doesn't come out right. So um, tell us what is holistic uh, veterinary medicine? Well, uh, holistic, of course, includes alternative ways of, of thinking and alternative ways of treating, uh, but it includes conventional ways as well. So from a, uh, um, a literary point of view, it's both conventional and alternative, although I concentrate mostly in the alternative. And what that means is I try to um, treat without medications, I try to treat with nutrition and also uh, chiropractic, acupuncture, aromatherapy, right. homeopathy, herbs, and many different kinds of herbs, um, and laser, ozone, homotoxicology, and there are other modalities too. Did you mention home- homeopathy too? Do you? Yes. Do you practice? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, because I homeopathy know I, I didn't see and- Mm-hmm. And also homotoxicology, which is a, uh, a melding of home, home <laughs> homeopathy and uh, herbology. Okay. Yeah, it took me a while because I actually had a homeopathy. Home, uh, see, now I can even say it myself. Um, a specialist on my show, and, and we talked about that, and it took me a while to pronounce it, and now I forgot how to pronounce it myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's always a you know, uh, challenge sometimes for me to pronounce some of these things. So what got you interested and involved with holistic uh, veterinary medicine? Well, actually, it was probably my clients that got me interested. I had been exposed to holistic medicine or at least to homeopathy and also Ayurvedic herbs in mm-hmm. India when right. I was studying there. So I had an exposure, but I really did not have a great interest. It was really my clients, once I got into private practice, who would say to me, gee, isn't there something else that, that veterinary medicine offers? Can't, isn't there anything else that you can do for my pet? You know, this itch keeps coming back every time I stop the antibiotics or the steroids. In fact, each time it gets worse, each episode. Um, or, um, you, you know, the, the cancer, uh, you ha- you really don't have anything except to uh, take away the pain a little. Um, there's There really was a, a dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with conventional medicine and um my clients would keep asking me, uh, I, I read something in a magazine, I saw something in a book, I heard something on the radio, and so I looked into it, and more and more I got on board. And by the year of 1996, 
I decided that I was probably doing as much harm as I was doing good by just mm. following conventional medicine. And also I felt like I was carrying around a toolbox that was, you know, at least half empty. And um, I really needed to offer more. Right. I mean, you know, the thing is, like, you know, with human, you know, they they can tell you, you know, how you feel, how they feel, whatever. But our pets cannot do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know you know how how much i'm passionate about our 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 own dog ourselves you know and and we love her and they are part of our family so the thing is like you know we want to provide them with the best care and i think if you think about it if it's not good for you as a human being you should really question is it good for your pet and that's the way i look mm. at it as well um because, well unfortunately you know, we live in the same environment as as our pets uh mm-hmm. and we we see cancer being the number one killer of people it, it was it became the number one killer of animals of dogs uh many years before that because they live even closer to the uh to the ground right and pick up yeah. the same toxins yeah i know i mean you know we, we we had several talks about that and you know i'm like i'm i'm very uh conscious of these things and you know i mean i always think about what i do for myself and how would i what would i do for our pet you know our dog and and I, you know I have to tell you um, a few days ago I was at uh, Costco, not too much mention, but anyway at one of the stores. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm say nothing about anybody. I'm not holding anybody you know responsible. But I'm just saying I was I I uh, stopped for a second because I was watching people checking out the aisle that had all these um, uh, ticks. Uh, what are they called? A frontliner and. And, and, and they have a new line of, of uh, front, you know, similar to Frontliner that, that prevents ticks and, and, and kills ticks. And, you know, and I, you know, I stopped to read the ingredient on that thing, and, and it tells you. It tells you it's harmful for human and harmful for pets. Yet we tend to put it on their skin. And I, I used to do the same thing. So I was one of those people who used to use that stuff on my on my uh, my dog. And, and, and it just. It, it blows me away. And then this was other lady, she came in and she was like, oh, I wonder if this stuff is as good as frontliners. And, you know, so we got into the discussion. I actually sent her the link to the show today. I hope she calls in because uh, she has some horror stories about what goes on with her uh, with her two dogs and her, uh, you know, conventional medicine, unfortunately. And, uh, but the thing is, you know, we're not here to change people's mind and how they do things. I just wanted to bring out again, this is really bringing awareness to the surface and and know that there is a choice. There's a choice, and it's really right. I mean, it's, you know. Well, Rhea, you know, um, this is a lot of what a veterinarian does, and especially a lot of what a holistic veterinarian does. It is to inform people and hopefully change their minds. Uh, you're a life coach, and in many ways, I guess I'm a veterinary life coach. Right. And I I do have to always, always, always bring it out. A very good point about keeping toxins out of the body. Uh, we can touch upon that in a few areas, but one of the most important areas is what you just said, the the uh, topical monthly and, and even pill monthly um, parasite controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kill parasites. They're not designed to repel them. They're t- designed to kill them, and so they have to be toxic. If you look on the, uh, the instructions on the side of the package, it's pretty scary. So... Mm-hmm. It, it really, it, it, I advocate using repellent, and I like to use aromatic oils, essential mm-hmm. oils from plants, because the plants have had, you know, 
uh, hundreds of millions of years to develop these chemicals because they also have to repel insects, otherwise they'd all be eaten. Right. So we, we employ that, and um, we have uh, actually three products that, that work nicely, and, and they, you just spray the animal once a day. This is your cat or your dog, mostly dogs, who go outside, and uh, you spray them on their back and their belly, and if they're bigger than a, than a small dog like, like your Bichon, if they're larger than that, then you'd also spray their legs. Mm-hmm. And if they're in a very tick-infested area, you spray behind the ears. But one thing that you that we also um, uh, get from spraying that is we can repel mosquitoes as well, right. not just fleas and ticks. And mosquitoes spread heartworm. So it's another thing you can avoid. You don't need to have to give the monthly heartworm medicine if you can keep the mosquitoes away. Right. And, and right, and and we talked about that. I mean, living out here in the Northeast, we really did not have winter. And and you mentioned that you know we really need to be conscious of the fact that since we did not have um, severe winter right here in the Northeast, you know, um, nothing froze. The ground did not freeze, which means you know we're also going to be having a lot of these ticks and a lot of these uh, mosquitoes out. You know. Um, actually, we but saw Tina in my backyard. I mean, I saw seeing mosquitoes in my backyard. My husband got, you know, stung a couple of times. So, you know, I mean, they out, they out, you know. And 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 you gotta, you know, you gotta prevention. I think I, I'm a big fan of prevention, um, preventative medicine versus, you know, trying to, you know, after the fact. Um, to deal with it, but I wanted to bring that out right away because, like I said, I, you know, it really kind of like it threw me off when I was reading the ingredient. I can't even pronounce some of the stuff, but it's like a big word name, harmful to human and animal. No. If you'll if you'll allow me to stay on the theme of keeping toxins out of the body, Ria, um, you know, there's there's other areas that that we really key on. <clears throat> like reducing vaccines as much as possible, giving them as puppies or as kittens, and then after that, trying not to give any more by giving the um, once every three years drawing blood to to prove that the vaccines are still working. It's something called a vaccinal blood titer, and uh, because vaccines over and over and over again are not just unnecessary in most cases they're actually detrimental to the body and encourage autoimmune diseases and um, encourage hypothyroidism to some extent. And it's just um, extra toxins. Also, um, when the pet comes in from outside to wipe the paws because they bring in uh, the toxins in the paws, Mm -hmm. you know, from from, Mm -hmm. uh, the chemicals outside. And also uh, pet foods. I guess we'll get on to that later, but pet foods have a lot of chemicals. And Mm -hmm. I like to advocate giving food that has zero chemicals. And the only way you can do that is by giving something that's not in the bag and not in the can, but rather raw meat and and steamed vegetables. And those are kept frozen until ready to eat. So there are ways of keeping toxins away from our pets. And also uh, when we give water, we shouldn't give water with with, um, chlorine in it. We should give water that's either distilled or better filtered. Uh, I don't even like to give water out of bottles if possible, uh, at least not out of number one plastic bottles because I I feel pretty strongly that it leaches chemicals into it. And we're just trying to keep that chemical level down. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, to bring awareness to. And and like I said, you know, I mean, question the things that you do for yourself as a human being. I mean, and and then what are you doing for your pet? 
Um, and those are things that I come. I mean, I know, you know, I'm I'm far from being, I mean, you know, you've been seeing, I just wanted to put it out there, actually, Dr. Bukov is our vet. He is, um, I found him, and I'm glad I found you a couple of years ago. And, so uh, is Bella. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bella's also happy. Yeah, I actually was going to put her picture on the face, on the on the page, but, <laughs> but I didn't. But anyhow, uh, um, yeah, she's she's healthy. She's, you know, I, I practice a lot of the things that you uh you mentioned, and, and I'm learning. I continue to learn, and I try to tr- continue to educate myself. I still, like, I, I mean, I know probably as a pet owner, and I know for our listeners who are listening, they might question the fact about raw meat and, and raw things. You know, I, I grew up in a culture that was actually, we used to eat meat tartare. <laughs> you know, mm. similar, yeah, I mean, Lebanese, like, you know, they do, you know, it's called kebe, which is, you know, it's basically like meat tartare with, with uh, you know. But, you know, here you don't know where the meat is coming from, so you just, like, kind of shy away from doing these things. But what are the practices that, I don't know, tell me if this is something that can put people to ease with the raw meat. Um, one of the things that I was told, if you freeze the meat at least for half an hour and take it out, it kills any bacteria in it. Is that true? I really don't worry about the bacteria for their pets because they have pretty strong uh, acids in their stomach, certainly at least 10 times stronger than ours. And um, I don't have any problem with not freezing it first. And um, the bacteria is fine. In fact, um, it's better that they have uh, bacteria in their food rather than uh, have their food being sterile um, like we have in cans and bags because their their uh, digestive systems need what we call probiotics. They need um, good bacteria. So right. the bad bacteria usually don't bother them. I'm not advocating adding extra salmonella and E. coli to their food, but uh, what's there from, from improper handling is usually not a problem. We only have a problem if the animal is under um, chemotherapy or something like that. Right, if their immune system is, you know, uh, suppressed for, it's for, for right, yes. right, it's compromised. So, so basically, uh, uh, because you mentioned to me, I, I remember you saying, and correct me if I'm, I, I misheard you, but did you say that the um, dogs do not get the salmonella? Salmonella? They can. No, they, they can. can. Okay. They, they can, can get okay. salmonellosis. I've maybe seen a couple of cases in my whole career that's been spanning since 1980. So it's not very common. Okay. All right. So let's let's shift again for for those of you who have not um just tuned into the show. You are listening to your Life Now show and I am your host Coach Ria. And my guest today is Dr. Bukov. He is a holistic vet brainier. <laughs> okay, let's make it short. Holistic vet makes it easier for me to say it. And and he's here to talk about holistic veterinary medicine versus conventional medicine and and why we should, you know, really examine, you know, uh, the treatment options for our, our pets. And, and, and he's here to introduce us to those, um, um, these optional options, I must, call, must say. And, and so let's, um, so why, what makes it different then? You know, talk about the difference between why a pet owner should really choose to use holistic uh, veterinary over conventional. What do you think is well, like the, the main yeah the main thing is is the philosophy um and, and also the main thing is to um let me put it this way if you have an acute problem a cut a, 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 some kind of trauma 
some kind of injury, that kind of thing, or, or something that's real sudden and short-lasting, I think uh, conventional medicine is very good with that. Um, when it's a chronic problem, a chronic disease, <clears throat> even chronic um, things, things that you don't think of as chronic, like broken ligaments, Right. Uh, an animal uh, breaks its ligament, it's because of a chronic weakness. Those things really ought to be dealt with from a holistic point of view um, and, and may perhaps also from a conventional point of view, but there's usually nutritional uh, things that are substandard. There's nutritional levels that, that need to be brought up. There, there might be thyroid deficiency. There might be other things, just imbalances in the in the body's energy that's not even looked at from a conventional point of view so that's one thing the other thing is that just um and, and a lot of conventional doctors uh to to their credit uh, and of course i'm also a conventional doctor in that we all came out of the same vet schools but um a lot of uh the way to look at health is to look at everything and you're not just talking about um giving good food and and avoiding uh, getting run over by a car, you're also talking about keeping their emotions in mm -hmm. in, in, in good, you know, th thinking about their emotions, keeping their stress down. Uh, our, our beloved pets live at a different level than us. They're down on the floor, and we don't even know what stresses them out. But mm -hmm. everything that's alive has stress, of course. So to help keep their stress down, something I recommend is rescue remedy, or it's all mm -hmm. what we carry is something called calming essence. It's one and the nice. same. They're Bach flowers mm -hmm. that you just add it to the to the pet's water as long as there's no chlorine in the water, and uh, it helps keep their stress down. And if the stress is down, the immune system stays much stronger because stress is the biggest suppressor of the immune system. Mm. While I'm on the subject of the immune system, also taking your fingertips uh, or or fist. Uh, mm -hmm. and tapping your pet right between the front legs uh, against the sternum, um, you you will stimulate the thymus gland, which helps control the immune system. I and do this every day. And then something I guess day. we'll talk about later. Good, <laughs> right. I'm proud of you. The third thing that I find real... Um, there are other things that I, I'd like to say that are holistic. Uh, brushing the coat, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people use something called a ferminator because all they're trying to really achieve is remove hair. But mm -hmm. if you use a slicker brush um, where the wires actually touch the skin, you're actually helping to release toxins from the skin. You're actually giving a massage. And we all know how wonderful a massage feels but we don't all understand how what how good a massage is for the body. It also releases toxins. You know, when you get a massage, uh, the the uh, therapist will tell you to drink a lot of water for the next couple of days. That's because a massage releases toxins into the into um, blood, and then you, with the water you help flush it out so that the uh, kidneys and liver can handle it. So it's so it's just a total way of looking at everything and. Making sure that your pet is 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 healthy from many um, many simple angles. things. I mean, these are simple things, and I have to tell you, they make a huge difference. Our you know, on our on uh, our dog, and and these simple things that you taught me to do, um, I do it daily. And one of the things that I notice, you know, Bijan, 
those of you who know, they have white coat, right? So their hair is, is white. And I have to tell you, I don't use, like, I used to, you know, bathe her more frequently than ever. And you told me it's really not good for them. So now I brush her every day. And her coat, her hair is brighter, is whiter. I mean, I noticed, like, her hair is actually <laughs> vibrant, you know. And, mm. and you know, uh, yeah. And, and those are things that I have noticed about her. So I'm I'm definitely one of those people, one of the pet owner who does use some of these remedies and some of these um, practices that Dr. Brookoff is talking about. Okay. So, And Rhea, not only does it does it help remove toxins, it also helps to stimulate the, the skin glands so they produce mm-hmm. their oils so that you don't get that doggy smell or catty yeah. smell. You, know, you don't get the awful smell. And also, it cleans the coat. And just one thing I'd like to say about that is try as much as you can as pet owners not to give baths I understand dogs that have to be groomed, they'll get bathed by the groomer, that's fine, but no baths in between. And, and uh, you know, if a pet can go for its whole life without a bath, that, that'd be great because uh, brushing them does keep their coat clean. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing because when you told me that, I'm like, what? I can't believe that. And, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm, we're very picky about, like, you know, and, and she's everywhere. She sleeps in our bed. She's, you know. She's on a furniture and everything, and you know, she regardless, she has hair. She doesn't have fur, so she doesn't shed. But we still like, you know, I try to keep her clean. I like to keep her, you know, healthy, and and that's uh, that's important to us. So, what what yeah. treatment do you um, do you use for some of these? Uh, um, I mean, I know, like, you know, I mean, you're very uh, fan of chiropractic practice on dogs, actually. Um, do you do it on on, on uh, cats as well, or? I do it on cats, I do it on reptiles, I do it wow. on birds. You have no idea how, how effective it is on birds. Um, any animal with a backbone can benefit a lot from chiropractic. And uh, I'd love to, to explain why chiropractic works so well. Please do. I don't know if we spoke about it. But um, in the along the spine are all these nerve switches called ganglia. And just through normal living, uh, some of them get turned off. And that limits the effectiveness of the uh, of the nervous system, because if the nerve switches get turned off through um, through activity, through accidents, through stress, that that's one thing. Through uh, toxins, I've been told um, many different reasons, and some just from aging. Uh, it, you you can't get the nerve impulses reaching all the parts of the body that you want. So that if you do chiropractic. What it mainly does is opens up those nerve switches. That's that's the bottom line. You know, we talk about subluxations and moving bones, but the bottom line, those nerve switches back on, so the nervous system works optimally. So, to a lot of chronic diseases, I believe. And uh, when we talk about too much toxins in the body, I think one of the reasons that for two, it actually makes it cloudy between different cells. The cells communicate with each other, and you have these toxins in the way. It's almost like a fog that you're trying to see through, you're trying to communicate through. Um, And... um, well, I was going to talk about how uh, cells communicate, but we can do that later on. Uh, so 
chiropractic is amazing, and I don't use it for problems only. I use it, I really strongly advocate it to every client to start at eight weeks old or as soon as possible and do it preventively because here's the research, and this is by Bill Inman. I heard this many, many years ago. Um, he did research to look back at animals that he's and kept adjusted every six months, would live 28.5% longer, everything else being the same. It would extend the dog's life by 28.5%. That's amazing. That is amazing. Just that little. And not only that, okay, so that's one thing. So your pet lives longer, but what if it lives longer and it's sick all the time? Well, we don't want that. The other side of the coin is that the pets live healthier, it actually prevents chronic diseases because remember what I said, it's that lack of communication in the body where the organs don't really communicate well with each other that causes chronic diseases or at least helps lead to it. Well, if you can keep those, those organs all communicating so well, you don't get chronic diseases. You minimize the chances of them, which is great. So that means you'll have your pet longer, but you'll also have your pet instead of your patient longer and and there'll be a happier pet with with you know and and we all want to try to save money too uh chronic diseases are terribly expensive right. i'm sure your veterinarian would love if your pet lived longer and he made less money so that uh you could just come in for a longer period of time and be all smiles and have good visits not uh, not sad ones Right. I mean, you know, it's 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 definitely uh um heartbreaking to see some of these animals, you know, being uh ill and, and uh um it's yeah. Not I mean, necessary. And it is really unnecessary, you correct, you hundred percent correct. And and you talk about also you practice acupuncture. Um uh, and and now when I do I do the tapping, I call it acupressure. Like when I do the mm-hmm. tapping for Bella when you say like her front uh um paws, her front legs. Um, between her um, collarbone, is it wherever the, the bone is? Be, uh, between yeah, on the sternum, between the front legs. Right, because I mean, like for human, we do the same thing. You, t- you know, like you say, like now I'm doing it, you know, on on the air, but like also on our collarbone, we can do that. But uh, so, what is the benefits of the acupuncture? I mean, can can they really benefit like human can benefit from acupuncture? Yes, I do acupuncture. Um, acupuncture actually unblocks the blocked flow of energy in the body. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I should have said back when you asked what's the difference between holistic medicine and conventional, um, the belief in, in energy flow. Mm. So, the and what is energy? What's the difference between me being alive and me being dead? I mean, I'm, you know, it's the same body, but it's that energy, it's that mm-hmm. life force. Mm-hmm. That um, that we want to cultivate and keep strong and keep healthy, keep balanced. Right. Um, so, chirop- I mean, acupuncture does help that in a very very um, specific way in trying to prevent or open up uh, blockages to that energy flow. And it gets very complicated, so we can't really discuss it in detail now. Right, right. Let me give you a little break, Dr. Rukoff, and and, and uh, we'll come back and, and we'll talk about more of the chiropractic practices and, and some of these. Uh, um, um, I want to ask you about a couple of these shots 
that you know we most of us tend to give our <laughs> our animals every year so we want to see what's necessary what's not and uh so we'll be right back stay tuned please your life now radio show with coach ria will return in just a few moments Welcome back. You are listening to your Life Now show. Uh, this is Coach Ria, your host. And with me today in the studio, uh, Dr. Bukov. He is a holistic vet, and we're discussing holistic uh, medicine concerning our pets versus conventional medicine and some of the treatment that Dr. Bukov practice on his uh, patient. And uh, before the break, I just want to, you know, I mean, I know um, we have to let you go in, in about 15 minutes. I told you 45 minutes. So I, I know you have a um, a patient, so I'm not going to keep you longer than that. But I just want to put a number out in case someone would like to call in and have a question for Dr. Bokov. I do appreciate people who are visiting, going in and out of the chat room. The chat room is open, so you're welcome to put the, your question there. Or you can call the show by dialing 626 213 5773. You can also use Skype if you are an international caller from the show page. Okay, Dr. Bukov, um, so uh, what is VOM? That is Victor Okay Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's also Veterinary Orthopedic Manipulation. Ah, thank you. (laughs) I could have to get that out. (laughs) So actually, that's that's what we already discussed. That was the chiropractic adjustments. Okay. Okay. And uh, I often use an instrument to do that rather than uh, just my hands because when I do an adjustment, it only takes about two or three minutes, but it's about 120 or 130 adjustments that I'm doing very quickly uh, because I was taught by Dr. Bill Inman to to uh, thump each uh-huh. vertebra um, and, and do it three times. So that's, uh, that's why it's so many adjustments. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I should have realized that that's what it is, so we can I can head, uh, but thank you for clarifying what that is. Um, you know, the lady that I met at uh, um, at the store, at one of the stores <laughs> the other day, we were talking about shots and some of these shots that really I, I know you, you know, you agree with me, not all the shots that are supposedly like that our pets need every year are really necessary for them. Um, well, what is titter shots? Have you heard of titer? What is that? Titers? Titer is okay. Titer. Okay, what a titer is? That's a blood test. That's uh-huh. what we call it vaccinal blood titers, and that would be to um, to check and see if the vaccines in the past are still working. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And and do you think that's something that you know? We should try to do um, occasionally. Right. What I what I recommend is, as a puppy or a kitten, uh, that two shots of each are given, two distemper shots, in the case of a dog, two parvovirus shots, 
and I preferred them being given separately as opposed to a combination, but whatever, as long as there's not a whole lot of them. Some people give it starting at six weeks old, which is really not um, a good idea because their immune systems are not ready. So for a cat eight weeks old and for a dog nine weeks old, you start and give the first shot. Maybe about four weeks later, give the second um, one. So the, I give parvovirus one week, distemper the next week, wait a month, then give parvo one week and distemper the next week. And then at six months old, give the rabies shot. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it for And life. the rabies the only should be caveat, every three years. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll talk about that. The only okay. caveat to that is that the um, – the, uh, um, it's called Bordetella. Most mm-hmm. people know it as kennel cough. Mm-hmm. So the kennel cough – vaccine or or bordetella vaccine is uh to be given every six months throughout the dog's life only if they're in constant contact with other dogs and i only recommend the nose drops not the injection so that would be given if your dog goes to boarding if the groomer requires it if they go mm-hmm. for um the daycare puppy daycare or if they mm-hmm. go to the dog park and play with other dogs. I've seen dogs pick it up at the park that way if they're oh, really? playing so it's intimately. Really... Oh, wow. So I not just in an enclosed area. And also if they go to dog shows, that would be another way of picking it up. So you just the, the Bordetella internasal or nose drop uh, inoculation every okay. six months. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's, uh, but yeah, but I didn't know about the Okay, clock. but as far as the rabies, the law uh-huh. does require you to repeat it the following year and then every third year after that. Right. Uh, there is a study going on that I I hope uh, more and more people will help support. Dr. Gene Dodds is doing a rabies challenge, and that you could look it up on, I, on I, the, I've, I've uh, the internet, uh-huh. rabies challenge test. And she's actually proving to the world that there is no reason no scientific reason to vaccinate all dogs, or every, you know, as often as we do against rabies. So, you know, I, it, it's a law, so I can't speak against it. But uh, she, you know, she's in I think her fourth or fifth year proving it that that it's absolutely not necessary. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's so a lot of. We'll see that when it comes out. Right. I mean, when these things happen, we, we don't want to, you know, go against the. Uh... You know, if the law, you know, <laughs> we have to follow, I guess. Well, so. and, and let me tell everybody that there is a way of, of getting an exemption form so you don't have to give the rabies vaccine anymore. There's a New Jersey vaccination exemption form, and perhaps other states have it too. So if there's a medical reason that the veterinarian feels the dog cannot get another rabies vaccine, and that could include just having had an, a uh, a reaction in the past, then uh, the doctor can can sign such a form. Uh, I do it if there's a chronic disease that's that will get worse if they give the rabies vaccine. In my opinion. Okay. Well, there's. Uh, I know the time is flying really fast, so I want to try to get as many questions as possible. Um, and I really again thank you for being here. Um, you know, you talk about ozone and ozone therapy. Can you clarify what that is? Oh, ozone is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's, uh, we use listener. it in in uh, Europe a lot uh, for uh, in I think a lot of ambulances if you get stroke. Anyway, uh, ozone super oxygenates the blood. So mm-hmm. just in a quick, really quick uh, answer, we use it for cancer and we use it for a lot of diseases 
that we feel the body can use more oxygen, more healing, more detoxification. Uh, it even helps uh, for a limited period, though, with itching, you know, with oh, allergies. Okay. So. You know, I mean, that's one thing like I've noticed, like with with Bella, and and it goes on and off. I mean, you know, we practice a lot of the things that you say, but sometimes, like you know, she's she's constantly like scratching sometimes, and I like worry. But I mean, I brush her every day, so I don't see anything. You know, her hair is so white that you can see if there's anything on her skin. Um, but uh, but why is that? Why do they? You know, why do they? You know, get that itch or is it something that we can be doing? Well, like- very often it's because of overbathing. You know, I don't I don't like bathing dogs because the the soap uh, takes out the oils. Right. They want the right. oils. Sometimes it's because of poor nutrition. Uh, there's many reasons. Okay. Okay. Well, so, and and very often it's allergies to the food that they're oh, eating. That's what, yeah, we want to talk about that because you know you mentioned that actually our pets can have allergy and people don't realize that. Right. Oh yeah. Look at all these dogs that that suffer and cats that suffer from ear infections. Um, I don't know what the percentage is, but a, a good percentage of them are due to eating food that is allergenic. And um, again, when you give food that's raw, it's not so allergenic. Interesting. And you of know, course, I mean, there's chemicals in the food that can be aller- that they can react to. Right. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's it's really, I, I, I say, you know, I've had Ayurvedic doctor on my show. I've had like uh, uh, an MD who also practiced holistic, you know, uh, approach to medicine for human. And, and it, you know, it, what comes down to, it's basic information. It's really things that we should really just get in touch with nature and see what nature has to provide and, and use that as we use it for ourselves, you know, try to use it for our animals because before we have them as pets, you know, if they were living in the wild, you know, I mean, they, they know how to survive, right? They're not going to go open a can of food and eat. They're not going to go get a bag of food and eat. So, you know what I mean? So, I mean, these are these are the things. And they're like, not going to cook their food. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm hundred percent with you on this one. So let's let's cover one more couple more questions, and I'm going to let you go because I know the time is flying. Now, um, uh, when you you know, I understand that holistic veterinary medicine uses different treatments, but does it also differ in the way you examine and diagnose animals? To a great extent. Yes, but it's it's really as I said before the mindset that you're using. So uh, as in in a physical way, yes, I'm smelling the ears more than maybe I would have if I were doing only conventional. I'm feeling the pulse and looking at the tongue, and mm-hmm. those two things are considered Chinese or, and also Indian uh, mm-hmm. um, diagnostics. So you can learn a lot by that, and without going into to a lot of detail, a lot of the body life force really reflects itself in the pulse and in the tongue. Um, I also use the back of my hand over the dog's back or the cat's back or the iguana's back or whatever, and I can often feel uh, imbalances. There's um, sometimes heat, sometimes cold, sometimes a tingling, but I can, uh, and and so many times uh, x-rays can can, um, bear out what I feel. Um, that's basically it, but also just the 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 idea of of paying attention to the way the pet looks and to the to the uh, uh, the how stressed they are and to to pay a lot of attention to their emotions because that and, is and, part of the mm-hmm. examination. 
Right, and I know that because one of the things that I noticed about you, you're really trying to see also. I mean, you know, be, you know, I mean, I mean, I know you, you know, part of your uh, practice as well is is working with the energy, you know, like seeing how the animal, you know, uh, behave and how, you know, I mean, these things are indication as well of, you know, of their state of uh, of health and, and state of mind. Now, when it comes to surgery. Um, if you had to do surgery on any animal, is it different than conventional law? Like when yeah, you know, actually like, it is. It's a good question. Well, we don't use injectable anesthetics unless uh, – I've used it maybe once in the last two years. I just use masking. I just, I just mask the pet down. Uh, we hold them uh, firmly but gently and just let them go down with, with breathing in the anesthesia. That way when they come up, they just breathe it out and it's gone and it doesn't have uh, detrimental effects on the organs the way other agents do. And also they don't have the, um, they're not dope sick for the next couple of days, which is really wonderful. And I feel that it's also safer because it can reverse it much quicker. Uh, the other thing is that when they wake up or, or when they finish with the uh, surgery and clean the uh, the wound area, the incision area, um, I will apply lavender. And lavender helps take away the sting, and it's antibacterial, antifungal, but it also tastes real real nasty. And, um, and it, But it smells good, but Hell it tastes yeah. real bad, so <laughs> they, they won't lick it uh, in general. But, but yeah, I mean, but, obviously, yeah. with, with pets, you know, one of the things that, you know, worries, um, I'm sure, you know, some of our listeners, like, if they do have to have a surgery, and, and pets, they tend to lick themselves, they can lick the wound, they can lick, you know, it, it, I mean, how do you, you know, what are some of the, the precautions? Uh, or, yeah. Okay, this also dovetails with what I was saying about emotions. I hate to have an animal go home with these cones around their, their head. Remember the movie Up, where they called it the cone of shame? It, it really is, uh, the, they call it Elizabethan collars, there's all kinds of names. But it, I think it really hurts them emotionally, and I like to avoid that. So I like the incision to be such that the um, the suture material does not exit the skin. I do it subcuticularly, or cos- it looks like a cosmetic uh, um, stitch pattern, so that. It, it, in fact, if you look at the incision, you say that it looks like a scratch, and that's all it does look like, so that they can't get to it, so that it's much more comfortable, and uh, so they just go about their daily life. And it's very, there's very few pets that even need aspirin that need any kind of pain relief. There's the couple that uh, that do. It's it <laughs> it goes through you, and and you do give them the pain relief that you need to, but that's very very few and far between. But do you worry about infection? I mean, I'm sure you're not a big fan of antibiotics, right? We overdo it with antibiotics. Right. And I would hope that every veterinarian and every doctor would, would see that giving antibiotics can also unbalance the intestines. So here's a holistic thing that everybody can do. Whenever you take antibiotics, also take probiotics. Of course, not at the same time. You'd wait an hour or two after the antibiotics to give the probiotics. But uh, I'm talking about serious probiotics, not just yogurt. Right, okay. And take them a couple weeks after the antibiotics are done as well. So when it comes to food, you know, I mean, you know, we talked about raw food and we talked about vegetables and we talked about steaming and you, over, of course, not over-steaming the vegetable, otherwise you you kill some of the nutrients. Just a little. Just a little bit, right. And now, I mean, is there, you you know, like you hear a lot of different, you know, 
things about like certain things are not good for um well here let me put it out that way i'm, I'm gonna put myself out on the line you know <laughs> because they mm-hmm. always say uh human food is not good for an animal because you know they most of the companies want to sell the product but <laughs> i don't agree with that because i have to tell you our dog is very spoiled when it comes to eating human food but of course mm-hmm. i'm very cautious you know of what i give her uh but the thing is like um what i wanted to say as far as the food like adding yogurt like a plain yogurt adding things of that nature to their food is it okay or you know because sometimes they yeah, might it's not a little love- bit of a controversy and that maybe the milk products aren't great for them i think in general yogurt's an excellent thing to add you know it's okay. giving them some probiotics sure okay Okay. All right, my friend. I know I kept you longer, but is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we, uh, well, we let you go? Well, I guess there's one plug. There's one plug that I'd like to give uh, for the raw food. Um, I actually make raw food. I've been making it for 10 years, but for the last year, I've made it in such a way that it's. I think it's the best food available in the United States, period, because we add whole blood back to it, you know, when an animal... Uh, goes hunting, they eat the whole animal, including the blood, and that's very good nutrition. We also add green tripe to it, and green tripe has uh, is a grass in the cow's stomach that's just that's teeming with uh, probiotics and enzymes and amino acids and whole food vitamins. We also add garlic in a small amount, so it's very healthy uh, and even healthy to cats. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say garlic? So is garlic okay Yeah, small amounts of garlic is really good to help keep the the, uh, parasite level down. Interesting. And it's healthy on other levels, too. And we add bone meal, very non-toxic bone meal. And we also, as I said before, we blanch or steam the vegetables. So we release all those those nutrients by softening the plant cell wall. And that just makes it a much better food. Uh, than what's generally out there, but there's a lot of good raw foods out there. So um, I'm not talking against anybody's. I just think that this is the best. It's called Dr. B's, and we have it at the animal hospital, and we're going to start to be selling it at uh, at various pet shops. Uh, there are some ar- around that, that also have it, Dr. B's Natural Raw. Right, but if people go to your website, which is www.holisticpetcare.com, can they order any of these things, or can they, I mean, if they're not local to our state of New Jersey, would they be able to order some of the stuff, or is not in, it's in the work? Well, um, you know, I will get in my car and fill it up with, with raw food and bring it to somebody's <laughs> house, if that's I reasonable. You. You're a great guy. You know, this, it, I do it, have somebody in East <laughs> Windsor that I bring uh, the raw food to every. We can go to Mexico, too, right? We can go anywhere. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I hear you. I'll go with you, so you know, I'll, I'll be the uh, the distributor. Yeah, but I love the music you had on during the, uh, during the, the break. That was, it's an Ayurveda that's music. That's the kind of music we have in the clinic. Oh, really? See, I know. I see. I pick my music. Just for my guests, so this is perfect mm. for you. Good, I'm I'm but glad. The you animals like it. like it too. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. What I do really want to thank you again for being my guest. You are such a wonderful guest, and and you give us great information. I just want to put it out there to all our listeners. Uh, the show will be archived, available for a free download on iTunes, and and you can just use the same link if you are listening 
to uh, if you have the link to the show, you can go back and re-listen to it again. And uh, if you'd like to know more about Dr. Uh, Bukov, visit his website uh, at www.holisticpetcare.com. And uh, if you are local to the state of New Jersey or if you are close by and you want to drive, come and see him. He is a wonderful, wonderful person to uh, um have as as a as a as a vet for your for your pet um and and i'm you know i'm like i said i'm 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 happy with you i can't i mean i know people oh. when you when you when you in, yeah well no i have to tell you because i heard a couple of people and i told you when you in the holistic and in, in, in alternative medicine uh people tend to you know you, you under the the you know People controversy, you know, it's like, oh, you know, he's saying this and he's not right and he's, you know, I think, you know, I, I'm happy two years in, 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 uh, in the making and I think he, I use a lot of the uh, treatment, a lot of the preventative treatment that you had mentioned on our own path and, and she's healthy, she's beautiful, she's full of love and life and, and again, I mean, you know, doing a show on our pets, I mean, they give us unconditional love. They never ask mm. right? I don't think they do. Absolutely. I mean, and I have to tell you, we attract the nicest clients, the nicest pet owners, <laughs> because because of the because of the general philosophy and and feeling of kindness and doing the right thing. And that's what it's all about. I mean, as long as we yeah. remember to always do the right things. And so I do appreciate you. I know you have to go. So with all that, Rhea, being- if you won't. If you don't mind, there was one thing in the beginning. It said that uh, I was the uh, the director of North Bergen Animal Hospital. That's actually something in the past. So my oh, okay. present clinic is is in Little Falls only, in the holistic oh, okay. pet so care in Little Falls. Okay. okay, so the animal hospital is no longer because that's one of the things that you send me as far as, okay. All right, so thanks for clarifying that. I appreciate it. And mm-hmm. uh, um, But uh, everything else is correct, right, as far as what mm-hmm. I said? Okay, very good. Well, I'm not doing the pet stop anymore on TV. I did that, uh, and then I passed it on to a friend of mine. But, uh, yeah, I did the first 50 episodes of the pet stop on News 12 New Jersey. That was fun. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I get a chance to do TV shows, I'm always in it for that, too, <laughs> um, especially if you can spread my message. Well, my friend, uh, um, with all that being said, I thank you again. And, uh, thank you, you know. And- Hugs and love to to I'll, to Bella. Absolutely, I will do that. I'll I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll I'll pass on the love. And uh, for everybody else, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And uh, stay amazing. I I really do appreciate you all. Thank you. Thank you. Right now. Are you ready to put an end of thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.